welcome to the second annual Half-Ass Game of the Year Awards for 2021. I'm one of your co-hosts, Daniel Nixon, and with me is my co-host, Dominic Stallworth. What are we doing here, Dominic? All right, so if you were here for last year, you know, but just to remind you, because it's been a year, it's been a long year, so... Or, it's or been a, a year. It's, it's been a very long, year. short year, Dominic. <laughs> yeah. So this is how we do it. We say our top 10 games of the year, but since we don't have a chance to play all the games because we're just normal citizens, you know, we, this is not a job for us. We just going to put some games that we thought would be in our top 10 also. So it'll be a mixture of games we played and games we didn't play. And we just kind of make a list out of it. And that's what's called half-ass because really we didn't even play. It really, we didn't even play some of the games. Well, for me, this is all pure speculation. I don't think I played most of the games on this list, (laughs) but it's what I think I would have been my top 10. If I was able to play these games, this would have been in my top 10 Mm -hmm. or it would have been your top 10. So, and then as we have done all year, if we have something that's common in both our lists, we'll make that. Uh, the overall game of the year except for it was like one year because we had nothing in common so yeah we had to just pick one uh but if it comes down i don't think it's gonna come down to that this time i think we're gonna have a few that are common mm-hmm. and we just kind of fix it like you know we do uh math well, and I was gonna where say, we say we just add it up simple yeah as we that. yeah we just add it and see whoever gets the highest nobody number, wins like, we settle completely <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Or we'll fix it. We'll change. If I want it to be something else, I'll change my order after I do it so it can be what I want. It's like, oh, he said that. Um, uh, number three now. But before we get started, I got some honorable mentions. Well, not really honorable mentions, but I forgot to talk about games I actually did play um, this year. I'm not going to say the one one of them because one of them is actually the game on my list, okay. and I was and I was like, how did I forget to even mention it? I mustn't. <laughs> I think I must have stopped in the notes. Yeah. Well, I must have skipped that note and because I don't know. I should have missed it because I looked at most of all the notes from last year. So there were some games I was able to say on previous podcasts or the games we played. So one of them was Hot Wheels Unleashed. Okay, yeah. That's right. I did play that. Um, I played that a bit, enough to know what it is. That, that was a fun game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I enjoyed it. It didn't have a lot of meat on the bone, but I I saw that I think that's why I was a little down on it because it wasn't enough there for me to really um to grab me and mm. it wasn't extreme enough for me. I feel like it should have been I think um not really destructive but more environmental interaction. Gotcha. Like the I mean mean the the actual courses look good. It looks good like you're actually in like a, a real house and you're the size of an actual hot wheel. But I was I was kind of hoping for more environmental interaction. But I know maybe the studio is probably didn't put a like like a first party type of studio. It's not it's not gonna have that uh, money behind it. I'm just hoping I hope it sold well enough that maybe if they do another a two, that it would be right. You know something more to this because it 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 was an alright game. It was a nice game. Another game I forgot to mention was it Twelve Minutes? That's what it's called, right? Yes. Yeah, 12 minutes. Because did you mention it? I don't um, remember you mentioned it. I don't remember if I mentioned it. Because we both played this, and none of both of us didn't mention it. And we played enough to know what it is. Um, oh, no. Uh, I, played en- I think I 
is it highlighted here? 12. Yeah, I did. I did mention it. I don't remember talking about it. I must have just let you talk and then I just went. I don't remember talking about it at all, though. Yeah. Like me saying something. Mm. Yeah, you must have mentioned it and and I must have been daydreaming. Oh, I was looking at TV because I think, yeah. I might have yeah, skipped I over it pretty quickly, too, because that was around the time I was talking about a lot of things that came out around the same time, like that. Next was that when I was Burger watching Church. you? Maybe I was watching you then, too. So. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, 12 minutes. It's a game I love the concept of, but. Mm. I really wish there was a rewind feature for I won't yeah. have to do it all over again because Absolutely. some of those things become a little too tedious and the controls are not so great that I want to keep doing some of the, yeah. <laughs> those interactions again. Absolutely. It's like, I love the concept though. This is cool, but I just, I got really frustrated with it mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I did not, it's like, I don't want to keep doing this over, over. I mean, I don't mind doing it over, over again if you let me quickly rewind. Right. But there was know, so much trial and error to it. Because it's like there were so many things that I thought of I could do to, like, let's say, prove it's a time loop to my wife or something like that. And just didn't work out when I went up to interact with something, you know? It, yeah. It just became, like you said, frustrating. And I think, oh, Kena. I play a lot of this game. I did not mention this. Did I, do you remember me mention this? No, I don't think you did. Yeah. Um, this is a game that I think, like I said, and like other people have said, that it seemed like a game that was made in the PlayStation 2 era, you know? Mm. Not not the look of it. The, the graphically, is, is it looks incredible, but just the style of it. It's like a the platforming style of it, which is not a bad thing, really. Uh, it, it's okay. It's done, but it's, it hasn't done anything new, which still not a bad thing. Yeah. But... It's. It was a little. The story was a little dull. I think it wasn't really keeping me focused. Like I, I love what I played. Well, I don't say I love. I really like what I played of it. Like, it's a fun game, but it's just that it got pretty old on me fast. It's nothing really grabbed me to stay with it because I. I felt like I played a game like this before, and the story is not. It's not that it's bad. It's just doesn't grab me to keep going like that usually because now with games some games the story has to grab me unless the gameplay is just so incredible mm-hmm. and the, the gameplay is just basically a regular platforming type of game like a jack and dexter or something like that and i it didn't really keep me going like i was like okay i'm think i'm pretty done with it like if it would have ended i would have been okay but i still think there are people who will like it though like this is not a bad. I think there are people who will be more into it. Maybe I'm just just not into this. Even though mm. I like platformers, um, it's I think it's got to be something more uh like a Mario or something like that. If you're not gonna have a story, really, <laughs> I mean, it does have a story, but you're not gonna have a really engaging story. It's gotta be like a Mario for me to keep playing it. That's it. Uh, yeah, those are the only games I really missed playing. Uh, talk about well, that was worth talking about. That's worth actually mentioning that I played mm. it. All right, so now we're going to get right down to the show. We're going to start with our number 10s. So you go first since I was busy talking. All right. So number 10 for me for 2021 was a game that I did play. It is Death's Door. I've talked a lot about it recently. Um, But it's just overall the experience was, was very good. 
had some shortcomings. Graphics were beautiful while also being kind of subtle and morose, like very plain grays and, and dark sadness look to it. Yeah. Um, but there were still some things that were pretty creative, like some of the bosses actually were, introduced a little more color and, and were kind of neat. Um, but yeah, the, the bosses were cool. The actual fights, I think, were very interesting and were more than a lot of what you see in the rest of the game, which is just kind of dealing damage to characters. There was, there was more puzzly elements to them, which I thought was clever and a lot of fun because it didn't become a game where I just needed the upgrades to be the quickest or strongest because uh, one of my gripes about it, and I'll say it again, I've said it every time I didn't have a map. So I didn't feel as inclined to search out all those upgrades because I'm, I'm just trying to, it's not that I'm just trying to get through games at a certain point, but having like quality of life features, like something as simple as a map or waypoints or something like that, make it a lot easier for me to fit it into a schedule that I have in my life now where, you know, I have a kid, I have the podcast to record, I have work to do. It's just harder and harder to find times to play games. And when games make it easier for me to play them, I find it more enjoyable to play them. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally feel you. So what is your number 10? All right, my number 10 is Deathloop. All right. Do you have this on your list? It is basically an honorable mention for me. It's one of those games that we really, like, we were very confused leading up to it coming out, what that game even was. Like, we saw so much of it, but still, it was never made clear what it was. And then when people started to compare it to, like, a Hitman, I was like, "Ah, that's not what I'm looking for. And now, like, I'm really... I really heard people turn a corner at a certain point on that game. Like there was a lot of positivity around it when it launched. And then by, you know, like the, the third or fourth week cycle of people talking about it, they had kind of turned on it because it holds your hand a little bit. And for me, like I just said with, with death's door, like that's kind of a positive to me. So it was close to making my list. Absolutely. Really the only reason I put up there, cause I had a hard time finding number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, and uh, Deathloop, I just figured maybe this will grab me, and since a lot of people liked it, maybe I'll like it too. I, I honestly, that's that's the reason because I saw it seemed interesting. Um, the concept of it, like you're hunting down, uh, you're killing these people on the island, and then you get get killed in the comedy winds, and it's a, it's got some stealth elements to it too. Which I'm not really big on stealth, but I did like. Arcane's last game, I mean, yeah, last game, Dishonored, and that was basically stealthy, and um, I figured, hey, I can get into this, and the overall vibe seemed pretty interesting, that kind of 70-ish hip kind of vibe, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it seems pretty cool. It's not, my number 10 spot is really open, I guess my honorable mentions, when I didn't mention honorable, men- <clears throat> honorable mentions, You'll see, like, it could have been interchangeable with those, <laughs> really. But yeah. um, actually, with some of them, there's a reason why they didn't get on my list, but I'll say later on. Because you wanted to game the system, Dominic, and bring yeah. it down. <laughs> All right. So I guess we can move on to our number nine. What do you have for number nine? 
All right, number nine, I have Mario Golf Super Rush. I enjoyed this game a lot. I never ended up finishing it, but it it moved in the direction I wanted it to of the more Game Boy Color RPG elements, which is something Nintendo had always kind of hinted at them moving towards with these games, but never actually committed to. And they finally did that with a little bit more of a solid storyline, quote unquote. I mean, it's, it's the most basic shit ever, but they at least gave you an overworld to explore and go to different regions and talk to people and upgrade your stuff. Um, the golf itself was very solid. I, and I still have fun doing that aspect of it. It was really just when they force you to play a specific style of golf that I didn't necessarily like, like uh, where you're basically playing all 18 rounds or holes on the same course and you're like playing them in succession. It, it was it was kind of stupid. I didn't like that because you could end up in like a real bad place and then you're trying to like the, the level that I really hated about it was where you're hitting up onto cliffs. Um, but that's why it's lower down on my list. I think overall it was still a very solid game and a game that I feel like at some point I'm going to get back to because it's so easy to just pick up and play the actual golf game of it. Um, but as with most things on my list, I, I did have some problems with it, but I think overall it was a, it was a good experience. Yeah. I didn't play enough of this game to really, put it on my list or even mm-hmm. think about I, I i mean playing playing what i played of it i don't see it being on anything on my list because right. I, I wanted more of a story with it or something mm-hmm. that's what gets me going like in in a golf game any anyway like if it's not real golf if it's not um like me being the pga where i can just imagine myself i'm there and right. i'm what i'll be the first black man when even though tiger woods is technically black but mm. i don't count him but anyway but no i i need a story to get get behind it Mm. like golf story yeah Uh, i mean that was fun uh i mean that playing the golf thing is fun but if they didn't have no story i i think i would probably stop playing like i would play some of it and then i would just stop i definitely want the game between those two that's like has the story of golf story but has the gameplay of mario golf yeah exactly yeah it was really Nothing really to get me to stick around for it. So mm-hmm. I just didn't stay with it. All right. So my, what number one, nine? Yep. All right. So my number nine is Scarlet Nexus. Now, as of this podcast, I already played it, but I didn't play what I really make my list. <laughs> so yeah. it, I thought this would be on my list somewhere because after I, I played the demo, mm-hmm. I didn't. I just played the main game, but from the demo, I really liked it as far as gameplay. It's very stylistic, like a Devil May Cry or Bayonetta, but also it has, you're, you're with teammates, so you can also mesh with their abilities. So it looks it looks really cool. Like you might have a teammate who has pyro, and then that teammate will um, combine her powers with yours so that like your sword make the enemies get on fire, you know, and then you got, um, teleportation, uh, like, oh, like, like some kind of shock electricity. And then you get to do 
certain combos with them too. Then you also got a thing called Brain Crush, which is an ability where you, after you've been using a lot of combos or in while you're fighting, you get Brain Crush, and then you're basically faster and stronger uh, for a short period of time. Then you have also, you know, quick time, some somewhat like quick time events where you use your powers, telekinesis, which that's that's what mostly almost everybody has is like some type of telekinesis. It's like everything's really of the mind. Quick time event where you can use special, um, use the items around you and in different ways to destroy the enemy. And the enemies are weird. They look like a bunch of trash or items just combined together. I don't know. They come from some something in the sky, they said. I'm still not fully understanding the story. But there are two main protagonists, a girl and a boy. But I'm just playing with the boy now. Apparently, there's two different storylines. So that's sort of cool. Like it's It has a lot of strong, strong RPG elements to it, too. It's, you know, traditional, like, uh, level up and things of that nature. You do talk to the your other members and things. They have a place where, like, you have a break and you can talk to them and also do what they call bonding events, which it seems like a lot of JRPGs are having now where you can have events with your the other protagonists, like, do something with them either like a relationship well i don't know about this i don't know if this goes to a relationship way i don't i don't I mean i haven't seen that i haven't really read much on that but it's well a relationship as far as friendship that's what i see so far nothing romantic i should say yeah so it seems all right i mean the story seems it's a little weird uh it's supposed to be in a world where everybody has abilities somewhat of the like some type of ability but then there's people who are stronger at it and they join the this group called the OSF, which are used to fight those creatures. The creatures are called the Others, and they have this yeah military group that goes destroy them. Now you can be scouted or you can volunteer if you you know you volunteer to see how you're strong enough. And I think my character volunteered. Um, the the boy who I played as. So I. Still at the very beginning stages, like there's some stuff happening, but I'm not fully understanding. And I think that's meant for the story now to be very, you do like crushing everything, like what's going on. It seemed like it's a conspiracy um, going on. That's what it, but the game, it's, it's fine so far. Out of all the games that came out last year, this would probably make my top 10. So, so far the games I've mentioned, I have, well, Scarlet Nexus, I played the demo. I haven't really played yet <laughs> for, 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 for me. Yeah. So, uh, so now we go to our number eight. What you got? All right, my number eight is Cyber Shadow. It is a game that I had completely forgotten even came out at the beginning of the year because it came out so early. Um, but it's a side-scrolling action platformer where you're playing as a ninja with some cybernetic upgrades. Uh, it was on Game Pass, and unfortunately, is leaving Game Pass tomorrow as of recording this. Um, because I haven't finished it. Uh, and I forget like what came up that I stopped playing it, but something came along. Um, 
and it was just so cool. It, it feels really tight. It looked really good. You know, it was published by Yacht Club Games, the guys behind um, Shovel Knight. So that's kind of what got me interested in it to go, oh, well, they endorsed this. I'm, you know, interested in it. Um, and it was just really cool overall. I, 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 I really wanted to go back to it this week to one, see if I could finish it off before it leaves Game Pass, and two, just kind of find some more talking points about it because it had been so long since I played it but I didn't get a chance to. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. It was a really cool game. I want to finish it out, but I don't know with it leaving game pass, if I'm ever going to necessarily pick it up, if it doesn't show up somewhere else for, for a discounted price. You know? When did you start playing this game? Uh, I think it came out in, wait, I've got, I've got the release date here. It came out January 26th, and I think I started playing it at that time. So it was the very beginning of last year, basically okay. a year yeah. ago. Yeah, because I remember you talking about it. I just didn't remember, like, when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so you did. So you did play it when it came. Okay. Did yeah. it come on Game So it came on Game Pass? Yeah, it when launched on Game okay. Pass. Oh, okay. All right. So my number eight is Dark Side Detective 2 Fumble in the Dark. Which I I haven't played this one, but I played the first one. Because mm-hmm. when this got released, that's when I realized, oh, this is a sequel. And so I played the first one and I really liked it. It's a it takes it looks like a point and click game in the early nineties. You are a what are you yeah, yeah, you're a detective and you have a partner who's a police officer who's kind of dopey. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's pretty funny. And you are looking at these supernatural um, things that happen in town. Like, this is what you deal with. You deal with the supernatural um, in your department. So pe- and people look down on you because it's like, oh, you just do some ghost stuff and, like, that's not real or something like that. Uh, but it is a, it's a funny point-and-click game. I really like it. And I like the comedy. And it's pretty – well, the first one was pretty lengthy. Like, it wasn't too long, uh, but it was, definitely wasn't like a – uh, too short either like it was a good amount of length for that type of game and i think it had probably what like maybe four cases i want to say um i think i'm not sure how much this one has i think i'm i'm assuming maybe around the same uh, but yeah i mean it, it also got well the people who played the game on steam is it seems like it they really like is um overwhelmingly positive and yeah, so I think this was a game I really liked. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm really into that point and click, uh, the that genre mm-hmm. there, those these adventure games. So I guess where we're at, your number seven. Number seven uh, for me, this is Kaze and the Wild Masks. Um, I, just another clever side-scrolling platformer game. You know, that's, that's kind of my niche and graphics look good. It's one of those games that I didn't even realize was kind of pixel art until I really saw it up close one time. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is that it's not like one of the flatter flash looking type things. Um, they do really clever things in switching up the gameplay quite a bit with different masks because the characters play so differently, like you get the shark mask and all of a sudden you can swim underwater with 
like greater agility or the Hawk mask where you're actually like now in flying levels, trying to avoid obstacles, kind of almost flappy bird style where you're trying to, you know, feather the, the flappy button. Um, and then you got like the tiger where you're like, uh, I think it's a constant runner. Or is that the leopard? I don't know. There are two that I feel like are somewhat similar. Um, overall, I think it was really cool. Uh, nice little fun, kind of Mario style thing with, with hints of Sonic to it. And there were some downsides. Like it, it felt like a, an indie game. Like there wasn't a lot of enemy variety. You're fighting these vegetables, but you would constantly see, you know, this, the same corn and the same tomatoes kind of enemies. Um, but it was a game that, that really came out and, it took me by surprise a little bit, you know, when we initially played the demo, I think it was part of like that Xbox demo summer or whatever thing. And I was like, Oh yeah, this, this could be really a thing I get into. And I picked it up on the switch this year and yeah, it was, it was a really neat game. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I tried that game out and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And now I'm thinking like that would have probably been my number 10. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I like Deathloop more, but or at least an honorable mention. Mm. Uh, I, it it seemed like maybe maybe would have gotten less at number ten. I Darren, I don't know. You fuck you fucked it up, Daniel. You fucked you <laughs> fucked me. But by mentioning Deathloop. All right, so all right for my number seven, I had Halo Infinite. So if if you listen to this podcast, you know that I really love Halo games. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a guy, the guy who loves Halo games just for the single player. And not the multiplayer. I don't know many people who say that. So <laughs> everybody here is always like, oh, I love the multiplayer. I, I, that's not the first thing I think about for Halo for me personally. Even though I played multiplayer, I, I do like it. But not in recent years. I really have not really gotten to first-person multiplayer shooters yeah. um, much. So I just play usually a sing- the single-player portion of shooters, of uh, first-person shooters. And Halo is one of my favorite ones. And Halo Infinite. Um, it's definitely harkens back to the older days. The the way it, the style it is, the shooting is still great in the game. I love the new equipment they have, where you can actually use like the um, grappling hook, which um, grappling cord or whatever, and that's like my favorite one. I don't I don't even care about using the other ones unless I unless it's have to be in the story where I have <laughs> to use it. But so far, I really haven't really switch my equipment always using the, the grapple because i always try to climb up the side of a mountain and so i was like well what else i'm going to use i mean yeah. i have to use a grapple they should have made it so that that was just that's an automatic stay and mm-hmm. the other shit you can change out the reason why it's, it's a little low on my list um is that the open world concept is not bad but it's just i kind of like the tightness of the older the other single player halo games mm. it, it keeps me focused with the story even though stories <laughs> they weren't great in the game but at least i'm it keeps me focused on my my objectives are while here is the open worldness i mean it's new it's not really bad uh like like i still like it but when it's open it's like okay what's the closest point that i want to capture it's like oh i got these points over here to capture too it kind of gets to be like, oh, I got to keep going these places. It's nothing like the Ubisoft games where it's just a whole lot of shit on the map. It's not that much stuff on the map. It like, and, you can, and you can travel places. You can't 
instantly travel to um I think certain locations. I mean, there's only certain locations you can't instantly travel to. Um the FOB locations mm-hmm. that you have captured. And which is fine. And they put you close enough to where if you your the objective you want to get to. Uh but thing is, uh I wish they would have made your um computer mates. You know, that you have, like in Halo, they seem to always easily die. Now, this time, it seemed like they're a little harder to die, but they still die. And I, I just wish that they could last a little longer, man. I, just, I need them. Because I'm like, what's the point of me just taking them? And then they just, next thing I know, I'm up there shooting. And I turn back, I see dead bodies. Oh, my God. What happened to you guys? <laughs> I said, what happened? <laughs> and please, I'm sorry. Make it so that. Friendly fire is off in single player, or give me the option to turn it off. Yeah, I should not be able to ki- kill them that easily. Like I'm going to throw a bomb, but I was like, oh god, that bomb might hurt them. And like, and don't give me that shit like in real life. This is, this is we find aliens here, so let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, with that, <laughs> like just let me not have friendly fire, man. That's that's all I want. Or like at the end, because like if the guys in front, I'm trying to shoot somebody from a distance. I was like, come on, man, get out of my way. It's a Halo game. I I, I love the Halo games. Mm-hmm. Um, single player, multiplayer, multiplayer is fun. I'm not really playing that that often. Now they have it that you can play with bots. So this is what I wanted for years, because I'm not that great in multiplayer. Or when I wanted to practice, and nobody else plays Halo um, that I know. So. I was like, hey, let me play with bots and just like play around on these maps. And then maybe I can jump in. I can know where things are without having to get destroyed a lot. So now they finally did it. Only problem is the bots are very dumb. They don't jump in vehicles. The AI is not great. And they don't have it like you can't do really big team battles with bots. I mean, you can do a map with it, but they only allow a certain amount of bots. And then... They don't get in vehicles. So there's a vehicle. They're not going to jump in. They're just going to play like normal bots, which hopefully they'll do an update on that. But I was like, they can make it that way. I was like, come on. I mean, you got the darn bots or AI um, guy soldiers in the single player game getting vehicles and things of that nature. They do all kinds of things. Like You can get these things to do that too. Get these guys, get these bots to do that too. That's what I was kind of hoping that that would be my fix. So like, hey, I can play just against the bots. And they can uh, just be my way of playing. Because sometimes I do want to play a game where I have, like, I'm watching a basketball game or something. And I just want to play, hey, I want to play, I want to play Halo. Like, but if I'm playing a story, I kind of want to hear what they're saying. So I'm more focused on that. While if I'm just playing with bots and a shooter, I don't need to focus that much. Because I don't. It doesn't really matter um, or that much. I'm like still playing. I still can watch the game at the same time. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much it for my number seven. So I guess we're moving on to number six. So what's your number six? All right. So number six for me is the first game I haven't played this year, but it is Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Oh, and- shit. I forgot about this game. But I don't think it'd be my top 10. Yeah. I'm sorry. So this <laughs> is uh, described as a Zelda style game, but you're a little dog with a paintbrush. So you're also coloring in the world as you explore it, uh, talking to people, adventuring, kind of doing that stuff. 
it has a very whimsical art style and you can basically color the world whatever colors you want so you can you know make them all bright and shiny you can have purple trees and stuff like that and it just looks really neat um i'm excited to one day get around to this game i don't know if it'll be via game pass or or what you know it might show up there um but it looks really neat, and I I did want to get around to playing this at some point, but it just never kind of topped my list of priorities, so I never got around to it. All right. So, yeah, that... Well, that had been in my number 10, Daniel. See, you keep saying these games, I could have been probably <laughs> been my number 10 over Deathloop. Uh, I, I, I gamed know. the system myself, Dominic. How does, how does that help you? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Anyway, where am I at? Number six? Yep, number six. Oh, shit. Uh-uh. I don't have a number six. My number <laughs> six is chicory. <laughs> yo, yo, how'd I forget that? Oh, no. Oh, shit. I don't have a number six. <laughs> number six, yo. Oh, that means I could. What was the game I said I I could have put at number ten? Uh, what was the other game? Kina. I was gonna say, was it Kina? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I'm saying chicken. Chicken number six. <laughs> I'm not doing this shit over again. Damn. You know what? No. I fucked myself. Damn it. Let me tell you about Space Jam: A New Legacy, Don. <laughs> no, I. But I'll have to move. Okay. For Chicory, it will have to be my number eight, and everything moves up. I was gonna say it's it's not above Halo, right? Yeah, it's not above Halo. But that means Halo is my number six technically. But you know what, yo? I'm re-recording this shit because okay. yeah, I'm just gonna record, re-record. I mean, my Halo and Deathloop, and then I was gonna squeeze in. I'll I'll fix this so your chicory is you okay. say chicory for your <laughs> say that was my number six your number six I'll I'll fix it because yeah because since you didn't really talk during yeah. my segments it is not a big deal I can fix that all right so what does that mean what does that mean does that mean my numbers okay so it'll be definitely number ten chicory number no what was on number nine. My number nine no, was Scarlet, Mario. Oh, no, it's Scarlet Nexus. Mine was Scarlet Nexus. Yeah. So, no. Chicory's going to be under Scarlet Nexus. So, it's number nine. So, definitely number 10. Chicory number nine. Let me. Let me Dominic, I think we just leave all this in here and it explains everything. Oh. Now, how do I fix the video, though? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, I just put in the video Dominic fucked up. And then, <laughs> and, and, and you put in one of those like uh, going away for service kind of. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the sim? Don't they have like the Simpsons specific like? Oh, what is that thing called? What are you talking about TV. You talking about like when the dog dog unplugs something yeah, in his mouth? Yeah, yeah like they said, we be right back after these messages or something. Exactly like that. that kind of thing. <laughs> All right, so. Chicory is really my number nine. And everything I said before is one above what I said. (laughs) 
So my number six was Halo. All right. That was my number six. So now we're on number five. And what's your number five? All right. My number five is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I I just can't deny how much I am hearing about the story for this game and, and my level of interest in finding out what makes that so great. Like the gameplay, it, it wasn't offensively bad. It just seemed kind of bland from, you know, playing the cloud version for a little bit on the, on the switch is part of that demo um, and seeing gameplay videos of it. It seems okay. Um, but it's really about, for me finding out what the story they're telling in that game is obviously it's a beautiful game. Like visually it's incredible as well. Um, but I I'm just intrigued to find out what they do with that to, to make it so, so much so that, you know, everybody was saying this game seems bland leading up to its release. And then now it appearing on so many people's game of the year awards lists, you know, Okay, Daniel. Yes. Hey, Daniel. Yes. I fucked up again. <laughs> oh, no. I did have six. What was six? No, six. Is it just out of order? No, I put seven twice. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, but my, oh, yeah, my shit is out of order because I put the games that I would have in my top ten, uh-huh. and then I numbered them. Uh. I put seven twice. So, fuck chicory. <laughs> okay. Number number seven is Halo Infinite. Okay. Number six is Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. I put both them seven. Oh man! Because I was trying to decide which one would be six and seven, mm. and I said I think I would like Guardians of the Galaxy board than Halo Infinite. All right. All right. So how do I edit this? I think we just go full half-ass Dominic and you yeah, leave yeah. it in. <laughs> leave it in. Yeah, because now I don't have to change no numbers, though. That's right. Yeah. I don't have to do like, okay, yeah, everything's straight. It's going to be a long video segment of um, <laughs> chicory then, right? Because that was the thing you said, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a long video segment of chicory. I'm about to find some. You got to play that game so I can have some video of it. So, <laughs> you got to go buy it now. All right, so <laughs> where I'm at. All right. Okay. So, we so are, you're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that was my. But Guardians of the Galaxy is my number six. That's your number five. Um. Yes, I did have it on my top ten, though. Yes, I. The way that um the reviewers were talking about it. It it's a it seemed like a game I would like. It seemed mm-hmm. like it would be better than what the Marvel's Avengers was. Yeah. And even that, you focused. enjoyed a bit, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed a bit. Yeah, exactly. Marvel Avengers just gets old very fast. That's right. why because it gets tedious. Uh, you're fighting the same enemies, and the it, things just become the same. Mm. While this is more streamlined, focused, it has a story, and uh, from what I've seen in the videos of it, it seemed like yes, this is what I wanted from basically Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I I think I would have enjoyed this game, it, uh, and yeah, that's why I definitely have it up because I'm, I'm into I'm into adventure games, and I'm trying to think the last adventure game I played. That of that ilk, well, Spider Man, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sp- Sp- Spider Man, um, Miles Morales, and and that still had an open world element to it. So I'm trying yeah. to think uh, what before that, then Uncharted Four. Wow, <laughs> it had to be something before that. I'm trying to think. 
I think everything had an open world element to it. It was Spider-Man is probably the most streamlined open world game mm. I played. I because I like the open world element. It's fun. It's not. It's I mean some things come the same, but it's not really. I never got tired of it. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, but Guys of Galaxy seemed like hey, it'll be right up my alley. Mm. In that. All right. So I gotta say my number five then. Yes. Number five is Persona Five Strikers. Mm. Now I played very, very little of this game. I played up to I don't know. I don't know what I can say. I could say I played the first maybe 30 minutes of it. Okay. Uh 30, 20 minutes of it. So it just incorporates so much of Persona 5 into this game. Just having the elements of, you know, the Mushu games or the Dynasty Warrior games. And it feels like a continuation because the story, I believe it starts after, yeah, after the events of what happened in normal Persona 5, really. So, and it, 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 and even like during the downtime, it, like the conversation, it's like sort of five. The way you talk, you can choose what to say and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and it looks good. I mean, it looks like it looks like Persona Five, Dynasty Warrior style. Right. And like I said um, in the previous podcast, when we were talking about the games we played, I said I like how the Koe Tecmo guys how they do these other games that's like Dynasty Warriors, like Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem, etc. Dragon Quest Warriors, how they incorporate the heart of the other games into it and still have, I mean, and have the Mushu mixed in with it and it works. Like it's still, it's still the, um, you still feel like you're playing those games. Like you still play, it's still a Zelda game, but just with an element of the Mushu. I mean, not Zelda, like gameplay wise, but the story and like, you know, you have the chests and the hearts and all everything element of Zelda is like there, um, except for the battling and everything. They do it very well. And they do it very well in this game. Well, as so far what I played and what people have um reviewed on, like people have said. So I feel like, yeah, well, being as though I like Persona 5 and I'm definitely into these type of games. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a very good mix. So, yeah, that's why it's my number five. Definitely. So, let's go to our number four. All right. My number four is Psychonauts 2. No. 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 Uh-oh. Uh, I played a, a little bit of this this, this past year, um, but haven't gotten a chance to get fully through it. Um, you know, you talked on our earlier podcast that you had, you've beaten it now. Um it's a game that from what I've played so far, I'm extremely happy with. It seems like they've basically nailed it. You know, expectations were pretty high coming off of Psychonauts 1 and having so many years uh, of development just waiting for it to come out. You know, I admittedly put money into this for Fig. You know, I kickstarted it, you know, if we're using that as a verb. Um and and I think the time that they spent on it 
and the additional funds that they may have gotten from Microsoft have done it well because it's a beautiful game. It feels very good. I think even over that first game that was maybe a little bit sloppy as a platformer, I think this one improves over that. The new powers that I've gotten so far in this game, I think, are are clever. The level design and theming around the levels that I've seen so far are very good. And all around, I'm just excited to get more into that game. Yeah, um, so I have Psychonauts too, but my but on my list, I have it at number three. Oh, okay. Yeah, that... The game is clever. I mean, I I love how it incorporates like real psyche elements to it, just like the first game did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just reminded me. Yeah, the, the platform was sloppy in the first one, and this this is way better than that <laughs> as far as platforming. Yeah. Like, I don't really have too much trouble platforming this game. Now, even though I did use a trainer where I used infinite jumps, but when I didn't use it, <laughs> it was good. It was yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, you said everything. I mean, there's really not much I can say about the game, but the the story is is great. I, like I said, there's a good twist at, during the game, yeah, and the ending, and like being not the very end, but like towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, this it's a good twist of you learning what's happened. I don't want to spoil. I'm not gonna spoil it, but like I said, I'm a little shocked that it's been is this good. Like I I was because the way it took so long to be in development, I was like it might be good but i don't know maybe it, maybe people just like give it sevens I, that's what he thought i thought people would give it like sevens like it's just good but nah i mean people really liked it like like if i was given the score it would definitely be a high score um for it yeah uh yeah it turned out a lot better than i thought it would nice. all right so my number my number four was ratchet and clank ah the new one uh what's what's the subtitle for that one a rift apart. A rift apart. Yes, I think I would like this game. Uh, now hold on, I'll let you talk on it because <laughs> I'm sure you got it higher. What where you got it at? I have it at number two. Number two. Damn, that's that's fucking too high, Daniel. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, like 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 Ratchet and Clank. Not to I be feel the like I'm gonna get to the end of my list and you're gonna mention a game and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you go ahead because you got a number freaking two. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of it is just these past Ratchet and Clank games have just been incredible. I I really started playing them around the PS3 era uh, games. You know, I I never really started. You're not a true fan. You're not a true fan. Shut up. (laughs) I I always looked at those games with jealousy as a Nintendo fan. Um, but at the time I was a GameCube diehard, Dominic, and I, I just, you know, I didn't have, well, a Nintendo 64 and GameCube diehard, I guess. Um, and then once, once I got PlayStation hardware, I bought all those games and never got around to playing them. But then the PS3 game came out and I was like, okay, now is the time. And that thing blew me away visually and, and gameplay wise. And they've carried that through the PS4 game that they came out with. Um, and I think the same would have been the case with this one. I it's, it's graphically on a different level than, than most of what we're seeing nowadays. I mean, I haven't seen Kena personally yet. And from what I hear, that game looks incredible. Um, but it, that and, and Ratchet and Clank seem like games that are up there 
actually pushing these the the hardware in these new systems. Yes. Um, yes, playing Kino on my computer, it, uh, the, the fan blows very loud. <laughs> yeah. I had to put headphones on. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, so, so that coupled with just the the sheer amount of fun that those games usually are like they're games that I can put on and I'll just have a smile on my face the entire time I'm playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I imagine you with the smile on your face. That's that's yeah, all. You don't <laughs> see that very often, Dominic. So you know. <laughs> but but honestly, like the way those guns feel and the the silliness and uniqueness uniqueness to those guns, I think is always very clever. The platforming usually feels very good. It's a, they're tight games, and I think you know this as a set piece for a PS5. It, it's one of those things that it definitely made me reevaluate whether I was going to be willing to put down the money for a PS5 or not. And you know, I eventually did not. And you know, here I am talking about it as as if it were a thing that I will play in the future, but. Yeah, I, I just can't speak highly enough on like my excitement for that game. I started it before you did on the uh, PlayStation mm. 2, got the game at launch. True fan. Went to GameStop. Oh, people just looked at it, oh, it's a kid's game or something like that. And I was like, man, fuck y'all. He got guns, man. What the fuck are <laughs> exactly. you talking about? Uh, but then again, Power Rangers had swords and guns too. So uh, I guess I, whatever. Uh, but anyway, but yes. That wasn't for kids either, Dominic. <laughs> But yeah, really loved it. But this is the time, the only time, where I honestly can say that the PlayStation 2 or, or another system had better platformers than Nintendo. Because what platform was good on Nintendo? Like, I mean, GameCube. It's just, it's just Mario Sunshine. Sphinx but, and the Curse of the Mummy. Man, that's on, that was on both of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's probably, I think it was on Xbox too. It, it it was yeah. It's really hard to think of anything yeah outside of Mario Sunshine. They had the best platformers, and it's funny back then. I I mean that's not a big deal really. I mean it was just like PlayStation Two was just a better thing. But now that I look at the history, how I mean with all these other systems out, it's like darn. That's the only time, really. Yeah. <laughs> like well the Wii no the Wii still had good platformers. Um. Oh no I mean, they, they did Daniel Mario. I'm stupid Mario Galaxy Mario yeah. Galaxy. Yeah, that One was better. Two. Yeah. That was be- both of them. Yeah. Yep. So that's the only time. Yeah. And th- this was that. The PlayStation 2 was just, oh my God. I mean, if you were not born then or you were just too young to remember, I mean, this was, everybody had this thing, man. This is like people's DVD players at first because they cost too much. And yep. so all the games, like they had every genre almost, almost the best, except for first person shooters. Like that's it. That was it. Um, and, and, and strategy games, but that don't count. Um, but for, for consoles, <laughs> like they're all just bad there. <laughs> I was like Jack and Daxter. That was great. I was like, oh my God, this game is beautiful. And then a year later, Ratchet and Clank came out. I was like, goodness gracious, this looks gorgeous. It's like these mm-hmm. planets and like then this, you can shoot guns and stuff. This is incredible. And yeah, I really liked it. Like the story was good. I mean- then it was good. I, I also, I was a young teenager, so I, I didn't have a good taste in things. Uh, so I played it. I actually played it when I was older, too, the HD version. It's a serviceable story. Um, has some little cheeky funniness to it. They definitely have grown to be a whole lot better. It always seemed like it pushed the boundaries on 
platforming graphics ever since this came out on PlayStation 2. Yeah. Always looked like one of the best looking games. Like it's to be so colorful and so much shit going on in the background. Uh, like between them and Jack, Jack and Dexter, um, that's a Naughty Dog, like Naughty Dog and Insomniac. X. Seemed like they were the ones pushing it to a more fantasy level until Naughty Dog wanted to go all real on us and then die. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's great, but I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm the guy who say I, that my favorite game from Naughty Dog is Jack and Dexter, then Crash Bandicoot, um, and then Uncharted, and then Last of Us. Uh, like even on the PS3, it seemed like that pushed it. To look so great, because I was like, man, um, this is getting close to Toy Story um, levels here, and it was kind of like if you go by the first Toy Story, it, it, it's past it somewhat now, but <laughs> it, but still, like, I always looked at that game like for as like the fantasy level look of the generation. Like, it's not even just the graphics; like the gameplay was always fun. Yeah. I used to love the shooting. I used to love the weapons, all different kind of weapons you can use, and it's just so funny. How they could do like you got one. I remember the one where you could turn people to sheep. Um, <laughs> I remember the one you can like you can suck them up and then shoot them back out. Uh, uh, there's this disco ball. Well, I'm sorry. This is this is not from the first game. I mean, it's not from this game. It's funny. I'm talking about older actually claims. I'm not even talking about this one. Um, <laughs> it's context. Yeah, this one. It looks like more the same. I think so. People, that's the. Actually, the complaint, which for me is fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I don't know. I mean, see, I'm not a game designer. I'm not very creative. So <laughs> they probably could do something really different to make it and still be really great. I don't know. I'm fine with it being the same. And, and I mean, the whole Rift thing seems pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so and how it's just seamless, like it is going to different stages and like different worlds. Like, yeah, that, that would definitely have been. My favorite game on PS4, PS5. If I had a PS5. And that PS5, that would be my top game on there. Uh, Ratchet Click was my number four. So I guess we're going to our number threes, which you all, I already said. Yeah, you already said, yeah, Psychonauts 3. So my number three is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, it's a game. Ooh, it's, like, it's still partially a game that came out years ago. I was going to say, I, I was <laughs> sitting here thinking, like, looking at the list, like, am I going to get shit for this? That That's why I I was thinking of putting that number 10. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I, it's a great game. I, it, yeah, thing absolutely. is, technically, I had that on my list years ago, though. Mm-hmm. For games, being, I think I played it late, but I put it on for games that I played that year, but didn't come out right. that year. Yeah, uh, I had it on that kind of list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I didn't really put it on the list. I said I technically I had it on the list before and I didn't I didn't get up to Bowser's Fury yet. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that would make me have put it on the list. I probably still would have said it's an older game. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, so it it's a game that I never got around to playing on the Wii U and admittedly And that's your fault. That's your fault. You should have got Wii U. Absolutely. No, <laughs> I as a self-admitted Nintendo fanboy, the fact that I just completely skipped and out on a Nintendo failed. console. Because of you, yeah. One system, that one system you would have bought would have kept that thing going. Yeah, but there, there are dozens of people like me, Dominic, that that are Nintendo <laughs> fanboys that didn't buy that. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing though. Like I, I admittedly wrote this game off as like a multiplayer side story thing. Because you listen to the people on Jive Bomb, but go ahead. <laughs> that Nintendo kind of, you know, ushered out there without any real 
care. And that was just completely wrong. I mean, this is an incredible game, even played as a single player thing. And I'm sure there's plenty of fun to be had playing it as a multiplayer thing. Um, and then the addition of Bowser's Fury, like this open world concept game as kind of the direction that a new 3D Mario platformer could go in, I think was really clever. The areas that are essentially like open world levels to the that game are really neatly designed and have different aspects to them that you wouldn't necessarily expect in a Mario game. And then you add to that kind of this time-based weirdness with a kaiju Bowser that shows up from time to time. And then you turn into this like super giant cat Mario lion thing that you fight them. It, it, it was all just really neat and, and cute. So I, I really enjoyed Did you spoil the game for me? What? No. That happens like intermittently. You're not, you're constantly doing it. But it's not I the end of the game. It's a giant cat. It's in the trailers, Dominic. Can't oh, tell okay. you. <laughs> Can't, I don't know what to tell you. Was that the end of the game? You turned to a giant cat? That was in the middle of the game? No, that's Bowser's Fury. Like you, you ring a bell. So I guess we just have to move on. So we're going to our number two, right? Yes. What is your number two? Well, I already said mine was Rush and Clank. So what's your number two? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, my number two is Tales of Arise. All right. Now, this is a JRPG. I never played a Tales game in my life. Mm. This is the first one I ever played. And the reason is because how many people really liked it. Because Tales games, I, I heard people like it, but you can tell if it's like, it's just a normal JRPG, though. Because I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. I'm uh, not really interested in playing it. But there was um, a lot of people really talking about this game more than the other ones. Like, I was hearing words that I didn't really hear from the other ones. Like, they said, oh, the battle system. And somebody said something about Devil May Cry. That, that's, that piqued my interest. I said, whoa, what? what? This is not turn-based? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what the hell's going on here? And then I read a review. I mean, they really liked it. And then I looked at a video. I said, okay, I, I like what's going on here with this battle system. Uh, and the story seemed like it was okay. I mean, now I'm more open to trying out these JRPGs. See, at mm. first, even them saying that, I would have still thought <laughs> that, that, that story is going to be so horrible. Like Final Fantasy 13, I'm not going to do it. Now, <laughs> it is not. The story is actually pretty good. Like, it goes places I did not know it was going to go. It's a normal story. I mean, it's a story you heard before, but just the way it's told is something I didn't really see a lot in JRPGs. It don't go that freakish way shit some, that, that, some, that some of these things go to that you just don't understand. Like, it deals with this world being, like, there's a level of people. Like, there's... These people who live on this other planet who rule over the people on this earth. Uh, I forgot what they call this planet that you're in. And like you're slaves to them and you work for them and they receive this sort of power from what you do. Like it's almost an essence from you. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the minerals you collect. It's like while you're working, you're giving them something. And then they have overlords like in different kingdoms and they rule that kingdom. So you're basically going through each kingdom trying to um, save the people there. 
it's good chemistry with the um characters you have. Like I love the dialogue they have with each other. I like when you go to campsites, like you every now and then you go to save point where it's a campsite. And they have it so that you can just talk to the people at camp, have these have these conversations with them that really opens up the story between people. And as the game comes goes on, you really get attached to them. Like you really know who they are. And then like I said, the chemistry start really building with people. And it's it's like, oh man, they're really grown together as you're going on. And it, the fishing, like, all, all JRPG seems like fishing. I guess that's just a big thing in Japan. I mean, I guess it's a giant island, so, yeah. And the fishing, I like I like the fishing in this game. I really enjoy it, like, like um, going around places and fishing. You know what? It used to turn me off of fishing in games. Even, like, in other JRPGs I played when I was younger, it was Zelda. Because I could never catch that big fish. <laughs> uh, I forgot what it was supposed to give you. The biggest yeah. fish. It's supposed to give you something. Like a heart piece or something in it, maybe? Yeah, I can never catch it. I will go to the point that freaking strategy guy told me to do. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, it's not letting me catch it. It keep going away, and I will get pissed. I will get heli pissed, and I <laughs> I never did. I think I ended up catching it when I got a lot older and played it mm. again, and I caught it. I said, why did I catch, couldn't catch it when I was younger? Now in games, I'm always trying out fishing. I can't tell you how many hours. I don't know, but... It wasn't too long, and I actually wanted to do all the side quests before I fought the last boss. So, yeah, I I was surprised how much I liked this game, and that's why it's so high high on my list. Yeah. Uh, and like, I was wondering, like, hey, I, I'm guess yeah, I mean, for what people said, this is better than Scarlet Nexus, so that's why I put Scarlet Nexus a little lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I told I was totally into this game, and like, I played it. Yeah, I played straight through. I didn't even take a break from this shit. And I, yeah, it's one of my top games for um 2021. Nice. So, so we're at a number one now. Yep. We're at the big Kahuna. The big O one. Damn, I you know what? I didn't hear a game before you go to number one. Uh-oh. It's a game I didn't hear. Okay. And I'm hoping you just don't say it. And you just really didn't like it, and and then I won't have to hear it. And then oh, it you possibly could have had the game I have up here. Because you said you want you just didn't, you never played it, but you what you expect it to be. Oh man, number one, man. And I so, wonder what it is. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. What's your number one? All right, Dominic. I think my number one is pretty obvious. It is Metroid Dread. You son um, of a bitch. <laughs> is that the game you weren't expecting? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't. I didn't want that game. I was hoping you had that like somewhere lower. So, oh, good. You probably put the game I have number one. Maybe he did. Maybe he remembered. But no. Go ahead. Go uh, yes, ahead. I, I did remember, Dominic. Uh, Metroid Dread, uh, like I said, uh, it, I feel like it's pretty obvious. It is inevitable. Um, as it turns out, I like Metroid games a lot. And It's not, it's not it, my Metroid, dude. Man, I don't know why you even like this. <laughs> it's not this your thing. Metroid. Is no. your Metroid Metroid Prime? Is that why? Yes. No, it's 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 the um, Metroid with those... Astronaut bots, whatever the hell they were, on <laughs> the, the future PDS. federation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's my metric. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as it turns out, not only is it a Metroid game, and obviously ticks the boxes for me there, but it is a good Metroid game. Like this game is, it turned out incredible. It's another one that, without having the time factor of Psychonauts two, because. This was announced and released relatively quickly. Um, it still came with like a lot of 
old baggage because the Metroid Dread name has been around for several years now. As a fan of Metroid, it was something I was always like, oh man, why didn't they ever make that game? And we didn't know anything about it outside of the title, admittedly, but it was like, it's another 2D Metroid game that we hadn't seen a new one since, you know, basically Metroid Fusion until we got the remaster or remake of two the other year. Um, and even that they made a lot of, uh, they fulfilled a lot of promise that they had with that game, you know, finally having it on the switch and not the 3ds, the graphics were improved. It's a beautiful game. Now, admittedly, I think it looks better played on the switch handheld on that screen because the resolution is lower. And I think that game is, it's not, a graphic powerhouse. It's not a ratchet and clank. It's not even a psychonauts. Um, once you blow that up a little more, it, it doesn't look great, but that's kind of the compromise you make for Nintendo games. A lot of the time, uh, for them to run smoothly, especially, you know, Zelda on one hand is a beautiful game, but it had its issues running. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And, and, I think this one does not compromise gameplay wise there. There were maybe times where I saw some slowdown, but nothing that really affected anything. And for the most part, the fact that this game controls as well as it does, I think is a testament to Nintendo and the developers because it's a, it's a side scrolling action platformer that you're forced to use the stick for. And I I don't think I would make that choice in most action platformers. I would prefer to use the D-pad. And in this game, they force you to use the stick, and they made it feel incredible. Uh, the way Samus moves around and the pace and quickness that she moves around and the agility that they, they make you feel, I think, is very impressive. Um, the bosses standard metroid fare basically you you go in there the first time maybe you struggle a little bit but you see that there's a very distinct pattern and that allows you to overcome now for me the final boss was a little more difficult than i would have anticipated based on previous games but it's also a boss that is more in line with your power set than I think you've ever really seen in a Metroid game. A lot of times it's, it's usually a boss that is kind of stationary. You think of like a mother brain or even like a Met queen Metroid in, in Metroid two. Um, and this one is, is a little more in line with you and, and has the ability to move and avoid your attacks in a way that those didn't, um, yeah, I uh, the the stuff they do with the map, the the ability to basically auto mark blocks that you run across that you maybe don't have the weaponry to expose yet or destroy, I think is extremely clever. There's still times, admittedly, in this game where I I got stuck, but never to the point where the things that the game gave me, such as the map and and those abilities to highlight like previous blocks and stuff it got me unstuck where I didn't have to go to the internet and find a strategy guide to, to find my way out of it, which I, I greatly appreciate in a game like this. Um, 
yeah, so that's that's my game of the year, Dominic. Yeah, I kind of figured that would be your game of the year or something I like you didn't play. You thought it was going to be game of the year because mm-hmm. I was like, it's either going to be Dread or something that he didn't play because yeah. I don't, I can't see Dread being worse, not worse, but lesser than the games Lower he played. Than, actually, yeah. Play. yeah. So my game of the year is the forgotten city all right that game is a it was a mod of skyrim back in i think it's 2015 yeah okay i'm seeing it here 2015 i never heard of this like i never i mean it's it's so many mods i definitely didn't hear (laughs) about it and unfortunately when i look at mods, the first thing i look at is the naked ones because it's it's always funny (laughs) but that's and that's what i think Every time I think of Maud, I always think of, okay, so what females have got naked in here? Because <laughs> that seems like this is a thing. Like, this game just snuck up on me. I forgot where I first heard it, honestly. I think I think I saw a review. I think I might saw a review on Game Inform or something. I was like, what the hell is Forgotten City? I don't even know what this is. And it's got a high score. So I was like, oh, okay. It seemed interesting. Um, it's a, it's a game where you play as this character. You don't know where you are or who you are. You got amnesia. You wake up on the side of river. Um, this woman sees you and she says, she helps you a bit. She said, can you help her find a friend? So you go into these old ruins to look for a friend. But then you see like, these are old Roman ruins. Then you see some type of portal. You go into it. Now you're back in Roman times. And all those ruins that you you was in, now they're just... They're the actual buildings and stuff like that. So, and there's people living here. You start investigating, like uh, eventually, but then you figure, then you learn that this city has is supposed to be like a utopia, somewhat. Um, mm. It's like it's, and but it has laws, um, and you have to follow these golden, uh, well, they call them golden rules, but you don't know them. You just people are just guessing. Uh, what they are, and like they I mean they know that there are laws, but they just don't know what the law is. And if you mm-hmm. don't follow the law, everybody gets turned to gold, golden statues. Because because you see this, you see a bunch of golden statues of people around. They're from previous people who have come to the city, and apparently they broke one of those rules. So thing is, what they're what the people are doing is. Just, just the normal laws are wrong, like murder, theft. Uh, oh, okay. I think there's only one person who does believe in Jesus Christ, and but they don't they don't say it because that's at a time you get killed for that. <laughs> for, for believing it though, um, but yeah, you got so many characters in here, and all these characters have backstories. Like they're so developed, and that which what your job is because somebody had made it so that you'd be able to come to this portal because. He wants you to find out who breaks the golden rule because he learns that the golden rule is going to be broken and you have to stop it from happening because he said he made because he did this. He said, um, when I first got here and when people start coming, I made an um, some type of spell or something that if the golden rule is broken, the portal will open mm. so that. I can be able to contact someone to come and help us. So they'll come in the past. 
to help us not break it. He said, so you got till this meant this much time till the golden rule is going to be broken. Because after a certain amount of time, the golden rule is going to break. Then you just got to find out who breaks it. But there's so many ways that it can be broken. Because um, there's people who who want to steal something, like they need something. So they, wanna, they say, I got to take it. It's like, I'm going to die if I don't take this medicine, but I can't afford it. And if you don't do it, I think she does steal it. I don't, because I never lasted that long to see that. I tested it out first to see what happens. <laughs> I stole the medicine. And then this loud voice said something about basically like the golden rule has been broken. Then you see there's these other statues that are around and that are holding like bows and arrows and um, they shoot you with it. If you <laughs> shoot you, you're going to turn to gold. Because you saw, you see people turn to gold, stat, well, golden statues. So I have to run back to the portal I was in to start all over again. <laughs> now, if you die before you get to the portal, you have to start from your last save point. So just make sure you save. You can save anytime, um, anywhere. So, and there's so many different endings. Like, there's so many investigations you can do. Like, I did an investigation. This guy, uh, this guy who. He's basically extorting people. He's making owe him so much money. Like he, I think he starts up letting them borrow money for something, but he has a set a setup. Like uh, I'm trying to remember what it is. Okay, I got it. Yeah, this this woman says that she had she knows how to get out, and there's some desperate people out there. So they said how, and she said, "Look, you pay me, and I'll tell you." And first thing I'm thinking is like, why you just ask her? Why didn't she leave? But she said that. She likes living here. I mean, that's that's. Her, I mean, I think that's what she says. She she says like she doesn't want to leave, and but she needs money because you still you still people will still have shops and stuff. So money is still a currency here. So then people say I don't have enough money. You say, well, I know this guy. You can borrow money from. He'll lend you money. You just gotta pay him back. But then guess if you're leaving, you don't have to pay him back. Right. So <laughs> they go ahead and borrow the money. They go to her. And go, it don't work. It, you, they can't get out. And then she doesn't give the money back. You say, hey, I can't leave. And she says, there's no give backs. You know, there's no, there's no returns. <laughs> so now they are stuck working for this guy to pay off the debt. And basically, it's going to be forever till they pay him off. Probably never. Uh, so, and that, it's a setup. I mean, it's a setup that they did. So I had to... Um, well, you don't have to. That's just one choice. I don't even think I fixed that choice. I think I end up finding out. I don't want to spoil it, how I found out to get out. Um, only did one way to get out. Uh, eventually, one day, I will pay, play again to try a different way. But it is so much to do in this game. Like, I, darn, I'm trying to think how long is it until um, the spell happens where you have to... Uh, but when, when, when someone breaks a rule... I'm t- I forgot the time. I don't know. It's 15 minutes. I want to say 15, but I'm not sure. But you can do so much, man. It's like so much. I was looking online just to see the different ways to leave. I mean, I think there's only, I forgot how many endings there are. It's quite a few, but it's also other things you can do, you know, to get to that point, like to learn about the people around the city and how to convince them. Uh, to do certain things it, it's just so much 
to this game, to this very small game. Like this, mm-hmm. it seems like a small game, but it's actually so large. And I was like, man, I, I did not expect this. Like I never, like I said, I never heard this game till last year until it officially came out. I did not hear about this game. I didn't know it was coming and it just surprised me. And it's, man, like my, yeah, it became my favorite game. It's almost like, what, two years ago uh, or three years ago, I forget what year it was, with Outer, Outer Wilds. How Outer Wilds came out of nowhere for me to be my game of the year that year. I ain't never heard of Outer Wilds before it came out. It just came on Game Pass. I was able to play it. And that was, I was like, wow. Like, it, it's rare I, I get a game like this. And I really didn't think I was going to get another game probably like this so soon, like Forgotten City, just like, what, three years later or so? So, yeah. And they are going to put, they said they're going to, they're working on other mods, the people who did this um, game. Cool. That they are, there will be other mods in the future to add to this game. So, yeah, it, it's an incredible game. I definitely recommend it if you can play it. It's on everything now. Because even on Switch, it's on the cloud version. Mm-hmm. The cloud, the cloud based version of it on the Switch, so definitely check it out. It's on even the new system. It's even made. I guess it's made for them. It's actually because I see right here it says PS Five and Xbox Series mm-hmm. X. So nice. Yeah, um, definitely you should definitely check it out. Oh, it's on Game Pass now. So yes, yeah, you can you can play it up there. Yeah, I'm so glad you had that as number one because i was starting to get get worried that you didn't have that on your list at all and i was like did he just forget about it that was the game i forgot to mention on the games i played that's why i said Mm when the games were on my list and this is my favorite game i forgot to mention on the games i played in the year yeah you're just building anticipation don't yeah (laughs) but yeah it so that is our top 10 so now do you want to work out what's the top game going to be? Or you want to talk about honorable mentions first? Uh, we can do honorable mentions first. Okay, go ahead. Well, t- tell me your honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions. I had the Forgotten City on my list, especially with it being on Game Pass now. I want to get around to that sooner rather than later. Uh, also, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, and Returnal, which is one that I don't know when I'll get around to ever playing. If, if I get a PS5. Uh, but that seems like a kind of neat, uh, different version of a roguelike that, you know, it's it's got like bullet hell type stuff, but also is a third person shooter. I, I think that's yeah. a really neat concept, but it's one of those things that is like, okay, if I got a PS5, I got Ratchet and Clank, but would I buy Returnal? Because that's a $70 game. That seems excessive. Yeah, you would have been... You you were pressured because how everybody loved it. They said, oh, yeah, I get it. Well, I, I mean, more than <laughs> anything, it probably would have just been like, well, I have a PS5 now. I need games to play on it. So, yeah, I probably would have picked it up and it's $70. That maybe would have made my feelings on it negative. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, Returnal was one of them, too. Okay. Just because of the reviews. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Because I, I honestly... I mean, the gameplay I've seen, I mean... It's nothing wrong. It's not really grabbing, but people say it's fun. So I was like, okay, maybe I have to play it, and I'll, I'll feel what it is. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see what it is. Uh, another one, I guess. Chicory, I guess Chicory would be my yeah. other honorable mention because <laughs> I do like the look of it. Like it has that little coloring book, or not really coloring book. What's the, the 
those I think paint, like paint by numbers look to yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I always, you know what? I always hated those paint by numbers. Like I liked it, <laughs> but I hate it because the paint never looked good when I painted into it. Yeah. And I was like, I think I always painted wrong as a kid. I think maybe I used too much water. Because it always comes up water and smeary mm. when I paint in. And then I'm always out the line. So it looks horrible. It looks horrible after that. I say, damn, this thing looks so much better when I didn't even touch it. I should have just left it in what it is and just, just hung it up and say, hey, there we go. And uh, But yes, but Chiqui has that yeah that paint by numbers look, which I really like. And yeah, like you said, being a Zelda thing, it seemed like I'll it would grab me. I'll be cool with that. Uh, what else? Uh, Mama mentioned Mass Effect Legendary Edition mm. because I mean I love Mass Effect, but it's still games I played years ago and they're already on my. Uh, well, I didn't really make a list then because we had a podcast, but they would have been on my list then <laughs> if yeah. I did. Absolutely. And so these are my favorite games. So I, I don't consider this a whole new game really. I, it's good for honorable mention. And what else I have? Uh. I guess Legend of Heroes Trails 4-ish, even though it was in my list last year, but I didn't play it last year. And technically, I didn't play it this year either. <laughs> but but it's, I'll put it on a mention because it came, out last, it came out last year on the PC, uh, where I would have played it. I would have played it on PC, which I mean, which I am playing it now. Because um, technically, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have played it on PS4. I would have, I would have like on 2019. So I honestly probably shouldn't have put it on the list. I don't know why I did. <laughs> I should have just waited. I think I was impatient. Actually, I don't know if I was. When I did that, was I sure it was going to be on on a PC in 2021? I think I was. I think they had. Yeah, I think I was. That. I think I was just impatient. Uh, so, uh, and I think that's it. Oh, I do want to mention this, Daniel. How you had Spider Man Miles Morales and I on your list last it. year. And you still haven't fucking played it. My excuse is I don't have a PS5 and I'm saving it for that. No, no, shut up. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to pay extra, do you? No. No, I I got the version that is all of the versions, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because I think I had to pay ten dollars extra at the time. But I think I bought like the PS5 version that included the PS4 version and not the ps4 version or something like that yeah but i didn't or no it was a free upgrade but if you paid ten dollars extra you get the the remaster of i don't know it's stupid sony stop fucking up your shit just do what microsoft's doing and let the people have what they want yeah um i think i had yakuza like a dragon on my list last year like for games i think i would have had on my top list uh, yeah, that I think I right, did. Yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put down for honorable mention. Hades technically came out on consoles, <laughs> but I had that for a previous year. Mm-hmm. Um, Valhalla, I did have. I think I had it on my list last year. Yeah, I did have Valhalla on my list last year, and I played it. Uh, I think I, it probably was a game I said on my list last year. I didn't play. I have to look again. I just can't remember right now. But uh, I guess I put Cyberpunk as an honorable mention. I don't know. But you know, there was a few games I played that didn't come out last year, mm-hmm. but I played for the first time. You know, like those adult games, acting lessons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And, they would have uh, swept your top five if you had included those. That's why yeah. they didn't include them. It would have number one. Sorry, I was joking. <laughs> but, uh, and being a dick, uh, and uh, the other one too, uh, what is it? Broke City of Broken Dreamers. I don't think I like that title, but I, it, <laughs> but, but this, the game is good. The game is good. I like it. Uh, I think that's it. I'm trying to think of another game I played this year, not counting the Trails game. I think that's it. Uh, I mean, I mean, technically Valhalla and them, but I already said them. I actually said those games. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Oh, my fault. I did play. Well, no, I don't consider Final Fantasy VII's uh, honorable mention. Never mind. <laughs> like for the PC, I, I say the, I say because the PC version came out. But nah, I don't consider that. All right. So I guess that is it for the podcast, man. That's it for the game. Oh no, I'm sorry. We didn't do our top game. What's our podcast top game? I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Math dictates that, that our top game, Dominic, is Ratchet and Clank ripped God apart. Fucking, it's always your game because you got your <laughs> damn stupid games high as shit when it shouldn't even be that high. God damn. <laughs> oh, <sighs> Gotta game the system, Dominic. Gotta game the Why system. Why the fuck I even put it up here? <laughs> I shouldn't even put it up there for Psychonauts to win. Damn. <laughs> Our game, our top game is a PS5 game, and we only got a PS5. Yep, strong <laughs> brand on it. The brand is strong. Oh my god! Are you starting uh, to see the flaw in our half-ass game awards? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We should put a game that we even at least somebody can touch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be Psycho Nah, I mean, I see. I, yeah, based on a man, it would be Ratchet and Clank. I mean, Psycho Nuts is literally right there. I I would support putting Psycho Nuts above Ratchet and Clank if that's the direction that you want to go. That that we have to because it's the right choice. It is. It, it, it's, it's not <laughs> the wrong. I mean, and literally, we both played it last year. So. <laughs> As opposed yeah, to the, the game I mean, that, that we that's not. That's really the only reason that, like, I really don't mind putting Psycho, I mean, Ratchet and Clank up there. It just yeah. seems weird that we, <laughs> yeah. our game of the year is going to be a game we didn't even, we didn't even touch it. <laughs> like, like, and we can't. Unless we, we have a system. We physically yeah. can't. We don't have a, we only have a system that can even play it. See what happens, Sony, when you don't send us PS5s <laughs> and games. So, I mean, this is all going to be in the podcast. So, so technically, I mean, Ratchet and Clank will be game of the year, but we're going to make it official that Psychonauts 2 will be the half-ass game of the year. Absolutely. With runners-up being Ratchet and Clank and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Two, along uh, with... Uh, so we got two games we didn't... Well, you played the demo, at least, on Marvel, Gal- Marvel's yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I put my hands on that thing. Yeah. And Any then other tied game? for fourth, I think we we make Metroid Dread in the Forgotten City. Yeah. So there you go. We have a podcast top five, Dominic. Exactly. So those were the only three games that we had on our list. And yeah. then even though I said, not what I, oh yeah, I said it should be five because I, I was saying Forgotten City. Uh-huh. And what was the other one I was saying you should have? I thought you were going to have Deathloop up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you was going to have it up there for some reason. So, uh, but really, so four, you should have a Forgotten City up there. Yeah. It, it was definitely close. I, I was, because I had, Got fucking chicory up there. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm gonna like chicory more than Forgotten City. I, maybe, I don't think but, so. 
I don't think so. Well, I guess I got to dive into both of those, though. And <laughs> just find out. I mean, I, I know you would like chicory. Yeah. But I think you but have Forgotten City is just that good. I feel like you have Forgotten City up there. I don't know. I just like it, it comparing it. And I know it's not the same style game even, but like how into um, Outer Wilds you were. Like, I just bounce off of that for some reason so quickly. And I don't think that'll be the case with Forgotten City because I like like the time rewind aspect of it and whatnot. But I don't know. We'll find out. What other game you got up there? Oh, we you know what? We didn't say no, none of us say Forza. We didn't say Forza, no. Forza 5. Forza Horizon I mean, 5, I should it's say. A, it's a very good game. But again, it's surprising to me that it got as much hype as it did this year when it really wasn't doing anything more than those games have already been doing yeah. for the past I think that's what like, it is. three years. Like if I didn't play Forza four horizon four mm-hmm. I, and I, and the first time I ever played Forza horizon is five. Like I really got into it. I would have had Forza horizon five on this list. Yeah. Like it would have replaced probably my number 10. Um, definitely my number ten. It probably would have <laughs> got over some other ones too. Maybe it probably would have got over Scarlet Nexus. But I, yeah, it's just I played four a lot, and this, like you said, is more the same. Not a bad game, not. But I'm just not playing it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Uh, it's, oh, I should have said um, because I erased it. Pathfinder, the new Pathfinder mm-hmm. game. Because it's, it's a classic J. I mean, I say J. No, it's a classic role playing <laughs> game, a Western. It's a classic uh, A yeah. RPG. Yeah. And actually, I don't Even know. Though, is, is it American? I think technically it is. It's not a J RPG, but it's a, it's a Western I, I don't RPG. Know, I don't know. It's, it's Western. It's going to say Western. But so, like, yeah, it's, it's a tabletop game made into uh, RPG. They had uh, previous ones. I'm trying to get to what's this one called? What's it called? War of the Righteous or something? Warpath? Wrath of the Righteous. Wrath Wrath of the Righteous. And I I like the uh, like Divine Divinity of Sin. I used to like that. Um Mm -hmm. and just that those games take so far, they take a long time. (laughs) I mean, but I'll be into them, but then I get to a point where, whoa, I gotta we gotta get to the end. where's the ball set? And because I gotta play other games. But I think if I would have played it, I would have enjoyed it. This yeah. game. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's it, folks. All right. Like I said, our game of the year is Psychonauts 2. And so we gotta give the the half ass trophy to them. We gotta go send it to them to double fine before they can have. Yep. And yeah. All right. So you got anything else to say? No, that's it for me. All right, you can close wrap us up. this up. Thank you guys as always for listening. You can check us out on Twitter. Dominic is at DStalworth5. I'm at RegulusMB. The podcast is at Superpod, S U P A P O D. Superpod.com is the website. You can check out all our previous podcasts there as well as on, uh, and that has links to all the places you can find us, including YouTube, where there's a video version of this podcast. And also places like hey, iTunes. This will definitely sound like a half-ass type of show. So if, <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's going it's to fit right in. Absolutely, we do it no better, Dominic. 
Could you imagine if we recorded this like live on Twitch or something? It'd be, It'd be awesome. <laughs> In the best way. Yeah. Like, it'd be great. And then I want to have to make a video of it. That's why it's so fun to do this, Dominic. All right. Until next time, guys. See you later. All right. See you.